It is Thursday, June 16th, 2022. I am Trevor Plouffe. And again, my co-host C. Rose is doing some stuff for the NFL Network or BattleBots or is he on, uh, what's that show where they give the roses out? Bachelor. Is he Bachelor. on that too? He might be. He might as well be. Why not? His name's Chris Rose. But he's gone. He's gone. And in his place, not Jerry Blevins today, but his co-host of Shea Station, the excellent Mets podcast, Jolly Olive. Jolly, how you doing, man? Thank you for joining us today. I'm good, man. Thanks for having me. Shea Station getting a lot of love this week, which I really appreciate. I hope Jerry, you know, did Rosie some justice yesterday. I'm trying to do the same today. Jerry's uh, incredible. Usually we describe outfits. So I'm looking at you. You got like the Indiana Jones collared shirt on, the coiffed hair, the nicely shaved Chris Cornell stash uh, goatee combo. Mm. I think that's what you call it. What yeah, do you, you call, call that, that? that look? I don't know. There's a lot of different names for it. I think I heard somebody say a Van Dyke, but that's like a longer mustache. So I don't know about all that, but I like the way it works. Let's call it the Cornell. I, 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 like I once... I once had a Cornell um, mm. and I, I enjoyed it. It made me feel like a uh, sophisticated, but a little rock starish. I guess. Yeah. That a little bit. Kind of. Cause sums like up solo, solo mustache is like kind of a commitment. Like that's like, that's a bold choice, but like, I feel like having the bottom, it's a little, it's, it's unique, you know, you yes, go for it something. Is. It is. Yeah. All right. Since you do uh, talk about the Mets, that's your team. You're very familiar with the NL East. We're going to start off there. And maybe mm. it's not something you love to talk about, but the Braves are absolutely going. They're over the World Series hangover. They drank a Pedialyte or they're still they're drinking again. We don't know which one it is, but whatever it is they're doing, it's working for it teen in a row. They're now within four games of the Mets in that NL East. Do you feel confident in the Mets holding this lead? Or do you think at some point this season, whether it's in a month, whether it's in September, do you think they'll relinquish the lead in the NL East, uh, Jolly? That's a good question, man. Uh, the one thing I'm going to say is that Mets have been playing some good ball, played some tough teams, played the Dodgers, played the Padres, Brewers. They've been sliding, but I still count them as a good team. I think they went eight and six during this Braves winning streak. They won eight games. They went over 500, but they lost six games in the standings because the Braves just don't lose. And like Mets fans, I see a lot of talk of like, oh, well, they played, you know, the Rodkeys. They played the A's. They haven't played good teams. It's still tough to win 14 games in a row, regardless of who you're playing. So kudos to the Braves because they're really coming together as a unit right now. At the same time, they're going to lose a game again. You know, after this stretch, they got the Cubs coming up. We're going to talk about the Cubs because they're doing some interesting stuff right now. But then they got Giants, Dodgers, Phillies. They're going to return to playing those tough teams soon. That's going to be, I think, the battle test for the Braves. You got this momentum now. Can you steady it and beat some of the more competitive teams in your league? Yeah, they've been getting some performances kind of all over their roster. I, I, I love the way they're constructed. Um, mm. I'm not sure what the Braves are going to do at the trade deadline. They're getting some guys back, so I think they might just see how that happens. Rosario will be back soon. Um, You're going to get Soroka. I, yeah, Soroka. I'm, I'm more interested in your take on the Mets and, and all the injuries that they've had. Um, is there an update on Marte? Do we have an update yet? Yeah, so he's day-to-day -day right now. They yanked him out of last night because I think they were down 10-1 to 1 and he got hit on the wrist. Uh, it doesn't sound serious, but, you know, Marte, we kind of knew going in, you know, he's 34, 35 years old. You know, he's entering father time a little bit. You're not going to have him for all 160. These are kind of freak injuries that you can't avoid. They just happen because that's how baseball goes. 
Mets have been getting hit by pitch all year long. So it's not totally oh, no. surprising to me either. I don't know what's going on, what's in the water. Um, I think he's going to be fine. I think it was probably precautionary to take him out of the game. They didn't need him in there. It was kind of a blowout at that point. I'm hoping that's the case, but who knows? Scherzer DeGrom. Are we seeing, we're seeing DeGrom right around the all-star break or the all-star break, or maybe the trade deadline. What do you think that's when, when do you think that's going to happen? Cause I mean, we haven't seen him at all this year. I know we, we got him back in the dugout recently. So if you count that as a victory, there's that. Uh, I think Scherzer's definitely ahead of him. Probably we'll get him back in like maybe two weeks, which I think is pretty good. Uh, DeGrom. I mean, the last thing you want is to rush DeGrom back with this unique injury and then lose him again and not have him for if you go on a playoff run. So even the Mets are being overly cautious and probably, you know, that's a good thing. I don't think it's to a fault, but at the same time, like no one really knows when he's going to hit a rehab assignment. He's still doing bullpens right now. I think they're just kind of steady in that regard right now. I'd love to have him post all-star break. I think that's like optimistic at this point. Realistic is probably like mid August, maybe September. I don't know, man. Yeah, because he's got to build up. He's got to build his pitches yeah. up. You don't want to you, you don't want to bring him up and have him go, you know, 65, 75 pitches. Like you kind of want him to come, you want him to be up and say, hey, you're gonna go 85 to 100 yeah. pitches today. And that requires a pretty lengthy, you know, rehab schedule for him. So we're all wishing for the best. We're talking about the Brazos. So I want to give a shout out to I like to give a shout out to relievers, Joe. Mm, okay. Sure, of course. Uh, because they don't get enough love. And you I love agree. relievers. You love Jerry I love Blevins. relievers. My guy AJ Minter. Mm. Got that ERA below a one. Sub Damn. one, you got to get a shout out. 0. 0.98 in t- uh, 29 games, 27 and two thirds uh, innings pitched. The whip. Give me a 0. 0.759. <sighs> That's what you want out of a reliever. You don't want relievers coming in putting dudes on base. Damn. He doesn't put anybody on base. So shout out AJ Minter. Been a big part of why the Braves have turned it around. Mm. And uh, hey, they're right there. And the entire season they kept referencing the previous year you know we were this at this point and we're we mm-hmm. can just turn it around and all of us in the baseball world are like are you gonna do it you talk about it are yeah. you gonna do it and sure enough here they are uh turning things around 14 in a row congrats to the braves ashland and all the mansplaining baseball elsewhere girls congrats on that yeah i mean we're talking bullpen love i gotta give a quick shout out to my guy they got him at the beginning of the season from the cubs for nothing 38 years old, did it for him last year. Jesse Chavez. Oh, my God. 2.49 ERA. He's still going. I, f- I love Jesse Chavez. Always have. Because you know, he's not going to overpower you with anything. He's just, like, crafty and sneaky. And he's doing it again. I fucking love it. It's pretty cool. Solid, solid dude. I've known Jesse since, I don't know, 2007. We played on mm-hmm. an Arizona Fall League together. We've enjoyed many great moments together. So, I like that shout out. Go, Jess. Him and uh, – it was him – and also Sergio Romo. I said Sergio yeah. gonna be throwing meaningful innings for the Mariners come September. Turns out that might not be the case. <laughs> um, but just a couple old heads doing it. I like that. That's a good yeah, man. They got Darren okay. O'Day back there too. He's oh like what 39. They're just making it work. I don't understand I like it. it. <laughs> I like it, dude. Uh speaking of old, mm. uh Aaron Judge is gonna have some old money soon. Okay. This dude turned down whatever it was, uh 30 something a year. $210 million like from the Yankees betting on himself. That bet's paid off. Hits his 25th homer <laughs> last night. He's one of the best hitters in baseball, if not the best hitter in baseball. I know Dan's sitting behind there. He's got COVID right now, people, but Dan's feeling probably better. Yeah. This might be the cure to COVID for Dan. I think so. Me talking about Aaron Judge. Um, 
Now, this the way this question's phrased, I don't believe it. Um, one of our guys put these questions together. He said, "Is Judge going to break the record for highest paid position player per year?" That's not going to happen. But I kind of want to ask so? you, where, no shot? No, no, I don't think so. Okay. I think Trout's going to be doing that. Yeah, yeah that's fair. Um, or Soto. <laughs> or Soto, yeah. Um, where do you think this contract is going to land for him? I mean, I think whatever contract is signed, it's going to be for the rest of his career. I think that's a safe bet. I think Tatis got like, what, like 12 years or something like that from the Padres? Um, something crazy. And I think Judge is going to go north of 50 home runs this year. He's playing center field now. He's just casually switched positions in the middle of his prime, which is super sick. Uh, it's got a 201 OPS plus like he's otherworldly right now. And I think any team that has the payroll to support Aaron judge is going to go make a bid for Aaron judge. He's going to be the star free agent. That being said, I think he gets probably that double digit years. I think he goes way North of 300 mil for sure. Maybe you're approaching 350, 400. And I mean, I think any team would be willing to pay that because I think the injury prone narrative is just dead at this point. I don't think we can really argue it anymore. He's been on the field every day for the past year and a half. Uh, and I know that like my Mets, they like to spend money and I would not be mad if they spent a boatload of cash on Aaron judge. Just okay. Saying. Now Dan, now Dan has COVID again. <laughs> Cause you said judge, <laughs> judge to the Mets. I my actually bad, misspoke. I was thinking about trout. You know, I know there are some years where he's making a ton of money. He's actually averaging yeah. like just over 35 and a half. So Okay. I think Judge is going to beat that. He could beat that. You I think go, he can get 40. Easy. If if you go eight years at 36, that's 288. I think he does get into the threes too. Could he go for a 10-year 360? Are the Yankees going to do that? I don't know, man. The way he's think, performing now, you can't, you cannot let this dude leave. Do they try to go, you know, seven years and, and do the mm. 38 a year type thing? I don't know what they're going to do. All I know is judge bet on himself surely took out a, a massive insurance policy. Cause that's what you do in these situations. Mm-hmm. Uh, but betting on himself, he's going to, he's going to earn a lot of money because he did that. He's going off this year. Yeah. Uh, the home run he hit last night against McClanahan, a three, two pitch. It was a curveball, and he hits it out to right field, like a line drive. There yeah. is not many people in the game today. I would say maybe like, I don't know, three people. They can do even what that's pushing it, maybe. And I think it's him and Stanton, and I don't even know the third one, dude. <laughs> maybe Trout. Maybe Pete know. Alonzo. I'll give you that. There you hey, go. there you go. Actually, Some I don't Alonzo think you could do it. I don't Come think on, you could, man. Jolly. I'm you could have just left it there. You could have just left it. A backdoor three-two hanger hits a line drive to right, right center. Like the guy is incredible. I hope he gets paid. I mean, he will get paid. Oh yeah. You can bet. I really hope it's by the Yankees, though. I know that's but that's what I'm saying. Like, if we're talking about that 10 year deal, I think the only team he takes that with is is the Yankees. I don't think he wants to leave. I don't think he has any desire to leave, but he just wants to get paid what he thinks he deserves. It's interesting, man. There's gonna be some suitors. If the Yankees let this dude get to the offseason, Judge is going to take those dinners. That's for he, sure. He's going to have the Giants take him out to, you know, Napa and, and wine and dine him. He's going to have the Stevie Cohen. He's going to be at his penthouse eating those like rare fried birds that you see in billions. What oh, are those yeah. things called? Even know what I'm oh, talking about? I have about? no idea. No idea. That's illegal, but, you know, apparently the elite <laughs> do it. I mean, <laughs> I would have let, let me, let me, uh, Stevie were doing that. let me pose a question to you real quick. And this is like kind of for Yankees fans in general. Yankees go the distance. They win the World Series. 
everyone's happy. Everyone's joyous. Finally rings back in the Bronx, but then they let judge walk. What is the emotion of Yankees fans? They decide not to pay judge because they got the job done. They got the ring. They spend the money elsewhere. I think that is like an interesting question. We got to pose because he's like firepowering this offense right now for sure. And like, you don't get that far without him, but at the same time, the Yankees haven't handed out that Albatross contract except for Cole in a while. So I don't know. It's up there. I usually don't like to let our producer speak, but I'm going to bring Dan in on this one. Dan, so the question from Jolly is, would you trade Judge leaving in free agency for a World Series title this year? I mean, that's such a tough question, yo, but the honest answer is yes, I would, because like, I would. Yeah, I mean, I'm happy saying, but like the reason – you want to bring judge back long-term is because, you know, he's the guy that's going to lead you to a world series. And like, yeah, I'll trade one world series. And unfortunately no judge after this for a judge for 10 more years and no world series. If that's what the question is. Sure. So that's what, that's the goal. It's a big unknown. You know, it's a big unknown. I'm very surprised with that answer. I think that it's, that's a good answer for a Yankee fan. It's maybe the right answer. Yeah. And sometimes Dan, when you love something, you got to let it go. It comes back, it's yours, baby. All right, relax. Though, <laughs> Don't let him get to the offseason, The whole thing here is with Judge, whatever t- the Yankees are going to give him the biggest offer because they're not going to let him walk. They would be so – not even just from a player standpoint, but from, like, marketability alone. If a team offers him – It would be a disaster. Million, the Yankees are going to offer them him that same contract, I think. I hope so. So we're, we're chilling. You don't Uncle ask Stevie's plotting. I mean, maybe he he'll plot. stay in New York, man. Maybe he'll stay. Just not the place he thought. <laughs> It actually kind of makes me sick to think of Judge It'd be uh, weird. in the different pinstripes. I mean, Max Scherzer in the Mets uniform is weird enough for me. I've gotten used to it finally because I saw him with the Nats for so many years. That would be a new level of weird. Judge with the Mets? That's strange. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of uh, guys that are going to break the bank or have already broken the bank, we're talking Manny Machado now. Mm, he tallies okay. number 1,500 last night, so congrats on that because that is a crazy accomplishment. Do you think, you know, what is he sitting right now? 30 years old? Not yeah, even 29 years old. 29. Yeah. Close to 30. 20 days he'll turn uh, 30. Do you think he has a realistic chance at 3,000? Absolutely. I mean, look at the game. Go on his baseball reference. Look at the games played year by year. Played all 60 in 2020. 150 and above in all of these years except for 2014 when he became a regular Dude takes care of his body, knows his body, knows his limits, and he doesn't get hurt, and he's out there pretty much every day. He played the full 162 and 15 for the Orioles. He can do that in his 30s as well. He's a gifted athlete. We know that by now, and he's not playing short anymore either, and I think that he's just, like, found his rhythm so quietly, too. I feel like Manny Machado never gets discussed in, like, the upper echelon of players anymore for some reason. But right now, it's him and Goldschmidt for this MVP race. And I think Manny handily can get to 3,000 if he can just stay on the field. And I think that's pretty cool because I think, you know, it's far away. We're probably like eight or nine years from that, but still it's in the cards for sure. I'll piggyback off that. I I, I believe uh, he can as well. I've been talking about it for a long time on the show. I think players with the tech and with the way the teams are approaching guys, they're going to be able to play longer. I think we're going to start extending players' careers. Players are really cognizant of sleep, of uh, their diet, of their workout regimen. It's no longer, hey, man, let's get as strong as you can. That's what I used to do. 
which is right. so dumb when I think back about it, man. I had a lot of soft tissue injuries because I was just lifting my ass off all the time. Yeah, uh, but guys are getting Trev, smarter, man. Come on. I know. I know. Guys are getting smart all the time. Uh, this is a great stat from an MLB article. I want to give the writer uh, credit. It's AJ Casavell, who I believe covers the, um, the Padres. It's been eight years since Machado missed more than 10 games in a season. Damn. So yeah, that's, that's right. what that's what has to be done to get to 3000. It's you got to play 20 years. You got to be relatively healthy and you got to be able to produce. Machado's found a home in San Diego. He seems very comfortable there. I think he's finally getting like the recognition that he deserves. A, a mm. lot of the times when people, the media would talk about Manny, it's about, Oh, bad teammate or, you know, kind of dirty player. They remember the, the bat throw to Donaldson, the stepping of the foot of the first baseman, stuff like that. But go watch this guy play. He's been special since day freaking one. And I know a lot of Miami dudes and they all love him and they all work out together and they don't say enough good things about, or they can't say enough good things about him. So sometimes, you know, players get these, um, they get these narratives and whether, you know, it might've been deserved uh, back in the day, you know, when Manny was on the Orioles, he was like 21 years old, dude. Yeah, like man. imagine if people were looking at you, your entire early twenties, I think you might still be in your early twenties, but I know that I don't want, that happening to me, or I didn't want that happening to me. Machado's kind of grown up in front of us, uh, but he's matured into a hell of a ball player, a leader on that team. And I do think he gets to 3,000. And if he does, I mean, we're talking Cooperstown. And I don't think a lot of people think Cooperstown when they think of Machado. Do you? I definitely do, but only recently, because I feel like when he gets brought up in conversation, you pull up his stats and you go, damn, like I didn't expect all of this. But yeah, we watched him when he was 20 years old. He's matured in front of our eyes. The one thing I do want to talk about, though, with you, because we were just talking contracts, I didn't know this. Uh, Manny Machado has an opt-out after 2023. If these Padres, if they have a similar year to last year where they're coasting and then things fall apart, does Manny get the itch? You know, he's played for the Orioles. He's played for the Padres. Does he get the itch that he wants to go get a ring? Opt-out? I don't know. There's way know. too much money that he was <laughs> saying goodbye to. But we're talking about a that. Cooperstown athlete, you know? We're talking about a guy that would get paid. Oh, man. It's tough. The, the only way that, in my opinion, he gets into Cooperstown is the 3,000 hits. He's got to yeah. get that. Yeah. You know, his OBP is kind of what's holding him back as far as, like, an overall offensive numbers, like a career 340, which is, you know, right around league average. But, you know – to get that OPS into the higher eights, he's got to work on that. Maybe he'll find something there and, and fix that uh, yeah. as he gets older. But Jolly, as of right now, 142 mil in the bank. He's got a, another 192 coming. He ain't going anywhere, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't Crazy, going bro. anywhere. Maybe he misses his old manager, Buck Showalter, man. Maybe he oh, misses what, him. what, everybody on the Mets, bro? Stop. What is this? <laughs> I'm going to come play for the Mets, too. How about that? Hey, we need you, man. We need you. Come on. Let's go. All right, this next one is all you, bro, because I don't like to talk about stuff like this, okay? The Cubs lose their ninth in a row. So we talk about the Braves surging 14 in a row, um, nine in a row for the Cubs. They've been outscored 84 to 26 (sighs) during the stretch. Um, They've given up 61 runs in the last five games. I guess, thoughts, comments? (laughs) What do you got on the Cubs, man? It's. I think it sucks because – this was a franchise that was trying to go playoff core, 
win the World Series, make the playoffs every year, and then skip the rebuild and go right back to competing with like a good fundamental roster. And I believed in them a little bit to maybe sneak into that six wild card spot, but it just has completely fallen apart. And now, like, now what do you do? Because you didn't sell really. And now you're stuck with all these pieces and you're probably going to have to sell this year. Uh, they got a lot of guys. They got Wilson Contreras, who's having an all-star year. But like a lot of the contracts they handed out, Marcus Stroman is back on the IL, ERA about five. Wade Miley, he's on the IL. He's only made four starts this year. The Cubs are in a really, really tough spot. And the next team they welcome into town is the Atlanta Braves, who have just won 14 games in a row. Things are not going to get any better for this club. And it absolutely stinks. But at the same time, think deadline, think everything you can get for guys like Robertson, Scott Efros, who was in the office the other day. He's having a great year. There's a lot to like on the roster here. It sucks for Cubs fans because, you know, there was potential, but it's just not coming to fruition right now. When we did our TPPs, we looked at this Cubs roster and like, what are they doing? Like, where's the direction here? You know, they bring in Stroman, they bring in Suzuki. You're like, okay, like, well, is that, that it? Cause you kind of need some more than that. We know Happer's there doing his damn thing. We're like, okay, you got Clint Frazier over there. Like what's, what's that going to look like? I don't think they had a real direction. You mm-hmm. know, I, I think that everything since they started selling off all that core that brought them that world series, they kind of have been a, a rudderless boat, if you will. And if they have to start selling some of these guys now, I think that just puts them in another uh, curious situation this offseason. Like, are you going to start adding more in the offseason? Are you going to run back the same roster in 2023 that you're running out in 2022? Because that ain't going to work. Yeah. And like this Cubs franchise should not be mediocre. You know, it was mediocre for a long damn time. Okay? Long time. You, you, you break the curse. And you have this core together. You could have kept them, and they decided to go against that. And now I'm just curious to see where they go. You want to see them good because when, when the Cubs were good and they, were, you know, they win the World Series, you know, and, and they only got one, but they were in the mix. And now they're just mired in mediocrity. And they're going to continue to that unless they go one way or the other. I think they got to pick a lane here. They're kind of cruising in the middle of two lanes. You either got to go for it more or you got to start selling pieces. It doesn't make a lot of sense for me for them to start selling everybody off and re- and 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 um, you know, retooling or whatever when you just sign Suzuki and you sign the guy like Stroman. I know it wasn't that's a super long-term stuck, deal man. with Stroman, but Stro is I think is a 3-year deal and he has that opt out, but I don't think he's going to take it cuz he's not really having a good year. I think he's probably going to take that safety. And yeah, you're right. They're like stuck in the middle of a hard sell and then trying to go for it, but I think you're you're too far down now to really try and buy and try and fix things with this team. If they had sold Wilson Contreras last year, you get such a haul because he had that extra year in his contract. You saw him now, you still get a good haul, but like that's the mindset you got to think about. Like, should we have gone full stop last year and just completely shed everything, not tried to sign anybody or get too flashy and just rebuild that notion's gone. Now, now you got to start here and you're at a little bit of a disadvantage, which sucks. I I think this year is a, gone for them i think they know that my advice go for it in the offseason i don't know what you got to do who you got to add but the other way is just not what you want to do you don't want to go off selling dudes like a happer you don't want to have to you know try to trade a stroman in that contract you're gonna have suzuki sitting there being like hey i signed here to win you promised me we were gonna go for it and now you're selling all the pieces I don't know if they can do that, man. So I think they got to go, but they're going to be facing a ton of competition for all the free agents in the offseason. 
Chicago, I mean, they got, man, I don't know. They got good pieces here. I mean, a lot of them might be gone by the deadline, but that, yeah, that doesn't necessarily mean you can't retool when the offseason comes around. It's just you got to sign a lot of guys, man. You got to sign a lot of guys if you want to fix this up. Whereas New York and L.A. have just absolutely been incredible for baseball. I know the Angels have taken a dip, but there was a time where they were going hot. Chicago, on the other hand, has just been the biggest disappointment in baseball so far. And that's coming from a guy that picked the White Sox to go to the World Series. It's not too late. They're a game up on 500, man. You never know. You never know. I, I, I'm sticking by them, Jolly, but I don't know, man. They got to they gotta get some things together. They, the chemistry just doesn't seem there. They've obviously dealt with a ton of injuries, but mm. uh, the way that I'm watching some of the games, it doesn't feel right. But it can turn. We've seen it with the Braves. They just turned it on, man. Yeah, man. What do you, yeah. uh, what do you got going on, coming on John Boy Media for the next couple of days? So I just uh, – I'm very happy to say I took over stats that exist but do not matter. New episode, I think, is going up today or tomorrow. And then we got new Shea Station tomorrow. Going to cover the Brewer Series. Lots of fun stuff there. Uh, new Warehouse Game stuff is going up this weekend. Can't say too much. Not going up, but it's happening this weekend. It's happening. That should, that should be uh, pretty fun. So, yeah, a lot of stuff happening. It's pretty cool. Right on. We're recording the Friday recap for talking baseball today because mm. of all that stuff that's going on at the warehouse. Um, I want to let everyone know we will not be here for baseball today on Friday. We will not be here for baseball today on Friday. We'll be back on Monday. Me and C Rose will be back in the seats. We'll be back from New York uh, with a bunch of fresh stories and fresh topics to talk about. I repeat, we will not be here Tomorrow, we'll be there on Monday, 8.30 PST, 11.30 EST on YouTube and on our AMP app. So catch us there. Thank you, Jolly, for filling in for C. Rose. Uh, Thank you to our producer extraordinaire, Dan Rourke. Uh, That's it for today, guys. We'll catch you on Monday.